from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. And welcome to Career Talk, your career insider here on Business Radio. We are powered by the Wharton School, and we are on Sirius XM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA for Executives program here in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter, and we are here with the dream team, Dion and Michelle, who will be steering the ship throughout the hour. And Michelle is already taking your calls at one eight four four wharton That's one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. So if it's Thursday at noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific, we are live and taking your calls at 844-942-7866. And hey, if you want a heads up what's on the show each week, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham. And you can also send us ideas for the show, questions in advance and all of that fun stuff. So don't forget to do that at Dr. Don Graham and at BizRadio111. So today we have a topic that I know most people have experienced at least once in your life. Maybe you're experiencing it now. Have you ever felt stuck in your career or your job? Maybe you're feeling stuck right this moment. This is the worst feeling in the world, in my opinion, that that you have no options or the options that you do have don't really sound very appealing. So on today's show, we are going to talk about strategies for getting unstuck. If you have that situation or maybe you know somebody, you can give us a call at one 844 844-942-7866. Michelle is manning the phone now. To help us with that topic today, we welcome Jenny Foss to the show, a.k.a. Job Jenny. Jenny is a career strategist, recruiter, and resume writer who helps people thrive in their careers and survive the job search. So important. Jenny is a regular contributor to Forbes, USA Today, and U.S. News and World Report, and in 2013 was named among the best resume writers. So hey, you got a resume question? Today's the day to call us at 844 Wharton, 844-942-7866. So her website, jobjenny.com, was named amongst Forbes Top 75 Websites for Your Career, and we're so excited to have you on the show. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you. Boy, that's that's quite an intro. Uh, well, I feel very, the, the fanfare today. <laughs> well, <laughs> your, you. your LinkedIn so nice profile has so much great stuff, and one of the things I'm going to say, um, for those of you who are trying to figure out how to do your LinkedIn profile, look at look at Job Jenny's, because Jenny, your yours just has energy oozing out of it and personality oozing out of it, so I think that's awesome. But I want to I wanna dive into um, a current topic right now. Because some people may not have heard, but Massachusetts is the first state to ban employers from asking candidates for their salary. And the new law will require hiring managers to state a compensation figure up front. And this is all in an effort to start to close that wage gap between men and women. So, so Jenny, I'm sure you're getting like a lot of buzz about this as well, being that you're in the career management field. Like, what, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I think it's pretty darn cool, actually. <laughs> I mean, I think that I know that there's some controversy over whether it will stick or not, but I think that this is an important step in mitigating the risk, if you will, that people are going to be underpaid, undercompensated, because perhaps they had a last job that was under their salary capabilities or what they would merit and so it's and it's always an awkward conversation anyway so 
I think removing that from the conversation altogether and just compensating based on what that person can bring in and what your you as an employer think that this role is worth. I mean, it, it's just a really incredible thing, I think. So one of the things that is kind of a bummer is it doesn't actually go into effect until July 2018. So that, <laughs> that seems very far off from here. But, you know, one of the things we always coach people on is to avoid telling their salary up front for this exact reason. Now, there are companies who say, well, we're not going to move forward until you tell us your salary, which, of course, you don't want to get into an argument and make it contentious right in the first phone call. I'm not going to be easy to work with. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I think there are a couple of things that people can do if you don't live in Massachusetts or you're getting a job before 2018 to actually create a situation where you don't have to share your salary yeah. and and hold that conversation until you know that they have interest because you're always in a better negotiation spot at that time. So what are the things you advise your clients to do when they're in this situation where they're getting this question in the phone screen? So what are you making now? Well, a lot of times you are going to get that question, especially if you're being screened by a recruiting agency who has been told by the corporate employer, we only need people with between this salary and that salary. So they don't want to waste their time or yours. But you're always in a better position if you could say, appreciate you asking me that. What I'd love to do, if you're willing, is to hear what your needs are, talk with you about what I could bring into this role, into this organization, and then assuming that there's a match, I'm sure that we can come up with a number that that works for both of us. That's a great way to do it. It doesn't mean they're going to stop asking you, but um, any which way that you can politely postpone until you understand their needs and establish that they really want you you're always going to have a better point of negotiation. Right. So so defer. Option one is defer. Defer. And yes. it, what this law is requiring the employers to do is is create a salary band or here's the compensation for the role, which you would figure right. most companies actually have that created. So, so another thing that uh, applicants can do is say, well, what's the range for the position? And if it's within range, you can say, great, that's in the ballpark. I look forward to, to talking more about that once we have explored the job and de- determined there's a match. So I, there's the deferral and then there's flipping it. So asking the <laughs> the employer the question. And then uh, one of the things that, that I agree with you, employers are really trying to fa- find out, is it worth moving forward with this interview right. process? We don't want to waste their time. We don't want to waste your time. So I do think it's important to have this conversation early on just to make sure everybody's on the same page. So if you're asked the question, what do you make? I think it's perfectly fine to respond with, well, based on what I know about the position at this time, what I would be looking for is, and that does two things. One, it it gives you a caveat for later should you learn more about the job and decide that the number you gave maybe did not make sense and you, you want more. But two, it gives them the information they need to know, yes, we can move forward or no, you're way out of range and this isn't going to make sense, which is really helpful for the job seeker as well. Right. Yeah. Nobody wants to get all tied up and fall in love with each other only to find out that the job pays 72 grand less than you'd ever consider. I mean, that that won't be happy times for either one of them. But yeah, I, I do think that there are ways to politely defer the conversation or, like you just said, flip the script in a way that doesn't position you as difficult right out of the gates because you don't want that. 
you don't want that either. And I'd love to hear how our listeners feel about that. Do you agree, disagree? What are your thoughts on it? Maybe you're you're in the, the recruiter, the hiring manager. Maybe you've been in this situation where you felt forced to to give your salary and then felt you got lowballed. So give us a call. We're taking our calls live at one eight four four Wharton. That's eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. If it's noon Eastern time on Thursday and nine a.m. Pacific, we are here. Michelle's manning the phones. Dion's manning the board, and we would love to hear your opinions on this new law in Massachusetts that essentially bans companies from asking applicants their salary, which will not go into effect soon enough as far as I'm concerned. And hopefully other states will will follow suit. But today is all about getting unstuck. And if you've ever felt stuck in your career or your job, you know that it's the worst feeling in the world. And there's a lot of different ways that people can feel stuck. We are here with Jenny Foss, who is talking um, about this topic with us. And let's let's just get into some different situations. Um, Jenny, I want to call you Job Jenny, because that's your, <laughs> it's your website. And it's kind of fun. So I'll do Job Jenny. <laughs> it's very catchy. One of the things that we had talked about prior to the show was when when you're a stay-at-home parent or you've been out of the workforce, maybe caring for an an elderly parent, and you're trying to get back into the workforce, that this can be tough. This can whether it's it's one year or or ten years. This is a challenging situation and often one that makes people feel really stuck, especially if they've the longer they've been out. So let's talk about that. Yeah, well, you're you're right. Especially the longer the longer it has been, not only because people get very nervous about the the gap getting bigger, it, but also they're redefining for themselves kind of who I am across that time. And if for the last three, five, seven years, who you are in your mind is mom and volunteer and the one who does all the work around the house. And then you get to a point where you're ready um, or you're you're needing to go back into the workforce. It can be really hard to kind of quickly shift your mind into that mode. And then further complicating it for a lot of people is not only shifting my mind, but coming up with the steps I need to take between today and when I walk into that new job, that can be really overwhelming because they've been out of practice. The the whole world of, of job search has changed in the last five, seven years. And so it can feel pretty paralyzing for people. And there's multiple obstacles if you, one, haven't been in in a job search, the job search has changed drastically, I think, yes. from, from a decade ago. So one, you don't even know how to approach the job search. Two, depending on your profession, things can have could have changed drastically to where your profession looks very different. Or maybe you just don't want to do that. You want to do something different in yep. when you return to the workforce. So there's all of these different competing <laughs> obstacles that make it very scary. Hey, if you're out there listening and you find yourself in this situation where you've been out of the workforce and you're looking to get back in for any reason, we would love to hear from you at one eight four four Wharton. That's 844-942-7866. We're taking your calls now. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we are on with Jenny Foss, who is AKA Job Jenny, talking about how to get unstuck. So, okay, let's tease those apart a little bit then. So first thing is figuring out what you want to do and figuring out if there's a relevant market for it. So how would people go about doing that? And that's a good point that you make because 
there's no sense flying out of the gates every which way until you have at least a baseline idea of what that ideal next job looks like, what it doesn't look like. Um, because if you don't have any definition around that, you could spend a lot of time just kind of flailing around. And and that's not to say that you shouldn't be open to unexpected things and conversations that you didn't know you were going to have, but building some general framework around what would be appealing to you on the front end is going to be very helpful because then you can start to allocate your time in a way that pushes you forward toward that and learning more about it, building out context in that that area of, of interest, and building a game plan between today and when you land that job that keeps you at the very least inching forward and enables you to feel more organized through that process. Yeah, one of the things that I I don't recommend for people is is if you figure out that you don't want to do whatever it was you did before, um, is really understanding what skills you gained from that and then taking kind of a step process into what you want to do. So we, we had a previous caller who was doing office administration who wanted to go into a more creative role after being out of the workforce. And you know, one of the things that we advised her was, okay, get do office administration in a creative company and then kind of move into that next role. So yeah. I think it's important to be realistic about what yeah. your transferable skills are because you do have a lot to offer in the market. You do, and you can't let your confidence be be um, shattered by by the thought that you don't. But it would be very difficult to to make a what I would call a double leap. So. So that's one. But then let's talk a little bit about the actual job search process. So so tell me in your experience doing this for years, what has changed in the last decade? What do people really need to know whether you're, you're, you haven't been in a job search because you've been out of the workforce or you haven't been in the job force because you are job search because you've been in a job for 10 years? What do people need to know? Kind of that bullet point list, Jenny. I think a big thing that they need to know is everything about what happens when they apply for jobs online through like an online application process and how if possible they can bypass that step of the equation or at least enhance that step of the equation with getting directly to somebody of influence in that company big thing that they don't understand is the gazillion people that apply for every single job because it's so easy to just click 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 apply online today that you've got competition from every corner of the earth for for most any job and so understanding how that game works i think will really equip people to understand and figure out how they can strategize around um that's a big part of what's changed and also another thing that has changed is um kind of like the skills required in jobs. So say you're a marketing person and haven't had a marketing job in 10 years. The whole thing has shifted to digital, social, mobile marketing. And if you're atrophied on on those skills or never learned them in the first place, it's probably more likely you need to go about finding education in those areas. So a skills piece is probably a big part of what's changed, too, in a lot of jobs. 
Mm-hmm. If you've been out for a while. Hey, if you've been out of the workforce due to any reason and you feel stuck or unsure about what that next step is, we are taking your calls throughout the hour at one eight four four Wharton. That's one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. You're listening to Career Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we are here with Job Jenny, who is a career strategist, and we are talking about how to get unstuck. So, um, oh. Or if you have an opinion, because I'd really love to hear from our listeners on this, on the new Massachusetts law, which goes into effect, unfortunately, in 2018, but the one that bans the company from asking applicants their salary, which I love, 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 and I hope more states move in this direction. But hey, if you've got an opinion on this, we'd love to hear from you, 844-942-7866. Okay, I'm going to move into a different topic, which um, (laughs) I think we've all been in this situation. So what happens if you're stuck because you really screwed up at work? So maybe you did the dreaded reply all or got got caught stealing or, you know, maybe you lost a lot of money on a client. What what then? Or is it, is it salvageable? I mean, are you really just got to got to leave and find something new? Well, in a lot of cases, if it's enough of a doozy, you don't have a choice whether you're leaving or not. This is true. So what if, what if you've been given the option? You. Your reputation is shattered, but they're going to let you stay. <laughs> yeah. You stole $150,000 from us, but go ahead and stay. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> this is a challenging one, uh, of course, and, and the the consequences of, of whatever happened, whether it was a deliberate uh infraction or or a colossal mistake you're going to have to live with however i think a lot of times people assume the absolute worst i'll never have a job again i'll never be able to recover from this and that's that's more often than not baloney and so i think if you have made a doozy mistake in the job um and not been asked to leave a couple of important steps are, number one, acknowledge and take responsibility for it, not try and pass the buck. Number two, make some recommendations to your your supervisor or your team of what you intend to do going forward so that those around you, whether that's clients or colleagues, know that you are thoroughly digesting the magnitude of this and you've got some steps in place that it will never happen again. And then move forward. The more you dwell on that, the more everybody else is going to dwell on it. So I would always say take the appropriate amount of, of responsibility and, and do what you can to, to make sure it doesn't happen again or fix whatever you've done if that's possible. And then get on with it because everybody makes mistakes. So, yes, it may feel like you were the only one who ever hit reply all and and embarrassed the hell out of yourself, but you're not. You're not. Yeah, definitely not. (laughs) Right. You've all hit reply all by accident. And then we reread the email 10 times to make sure we <laughs> what we said. Oh but my gosh. All right, I got heart is racing. <laughs> you know, something we haven't done on Career Talk in a while is true confessions, but this is the perfect topic. So, Jenny, <laughs> what is the, the biggest thing you've ever taken from work? <laughs> uh, the biggest thing I've ever taken? Uh-oh. Yeah, Michelle and Dion, are, they know they're going to get asked this question next. So. <laughs> like an item? Yeah, like like an um, item. 
Years and years and years ago, (laughs) when I worked in corporate marketing, (laughs) we had an ad agency that was courting us. They wanted our business in the worst way, and they sent what was then, you know, state of the art. Now it's kind of, I chuckle thinking about it. I don't even know what happened to it, but like the early stage, um, not the iTouch, what did it used to be called? Like the iPod? iPod, yes. You 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 well, took an iPod? They sent it, and our company did not. You took an iPod. I'm thinking like pencils. Against... I'm thinking like a book. I guess that wasn't really taking from my company. That was a, a gift that was it was no a way. gift. It was a gift, and all of those pens and that stapler also a gift. No, I'm so like honest. I don't even think I've ever taken a stapler. Maybe some pens. Maybe some tape. Just just an iPod. <laughs> you know, that's no big deal. <laughs> Right for the iPod. I love it. I love it. All right, Dion, what? What? You know I'm coming to you. Why do I always have to be first? Well, you, well you're second, but I mean, I, yeah, that's true. I, I, can you top an iPod? I don't know if this tops an iPod. So a long time ago in a faraway land, um, I, it's always a long time ago. Oh, of course. I used to work for the airport, and. Um, I knew a guy that would fill up the 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 trucks that would take all the all the luggage to the airport. Mm-hmm. He would he would fill them up with, with gas. He would also fill my tank with gas. Oh. <laughs> Regularly. Dion <laughs> score. For, for about a full summer, I never paid for gas. Now I know why airline prices are so high. It's Dion's fault. <laughs> that is a good one. Long, long time ago in a land far away. Far, far Actually, away. when you were six, before you were even driving. Exactly. I, I don't even know. Like, you were just a passenger in that car. <laughs> Michelle. Oh, man. Those are so good. True I'm, confessions. I'm very impressed. On and career now, talk. I shouldn't be last because mine's very boring. Because uh, I was always terrified of that stuff. So I really think the biggest thing, and I've told you this before, I think the biggest thing I've stolen from work, and I was actually really proud of this at the time, is a three-hole punch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> those things are not easy to come by, and I did take one of those home, and I still have it to this day. <laughs> so what I will say about like the three-hole punch, anybody, if you go to their house and they have a three-hole punch, it is like guaranteed they took it from work. It is yeah, guaranteed. Because no one, no one goes into Office Depot and buys a three-hole punch for home. It just doesn't happen. Like, Especially the, the nice ones. Yeah. You know, like the black, heavy, you're gonna, you know you're going to get through all of the paper, not exactly. just some of the paper those are from work yeah if you go into someone's house you can three hole punch a book yeah (laughs) what are you you really gonna buy that for and then if here's the other thing if you go into someone's house they have a swing line stapler no one's buying those no one's buying that at at home depot i mean they're not so you know they're like you know but 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 jenny to your point it was probably a gift you know we're sad to see you go we'd like to have this swing line and and and, oh this three-hole punch because you know we want something to remember us by for your going away present yeah everybody has lots of people we're gonna go to renee in california renee welcome to career talk how can we help you today hi how are you hi great what's your question renee well it's not a question i'm kind of stuck um okay so i was I have I have became real obsolete, and I ended up I was doing daycare for like twelve years, and during the time that I was doing daycare because my kids were young and I didn't want them to come home alone, 
I said, you know, well, let me start daycare. I can stay home, and I'm gone. I'll go to school. So during the course of the 12 years that I was um, doing the daycare, I was working on my bachelor's degree and now just graduated with my master's degree. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. So that's an occupational health and safety. So when I originally started, it was in daycare. So it was child care development, but I changed it. Um, when I decided to let daycare go. Well, now, okay, so I was still, I was book strong, but still obsolete because I was not in the workforce. I didn't have references other than the daycare mothers and myself, and I could talk highly of myself. Um, And all my references and everything that I had did for the children, that was my own management. So then when I was starting to figure out, I'm tired of being at home, I want to go back to work, and, but I don't know anything anymore. I don't know how to get out there and get a job. And I was really kind of terrified. And so then what happened was I said, I'm a dummy down. I'm not even going to tell anybody I have a bachelor's degree at this point because I was still working on my master's. I ended up um, just dummy down just to get any kind of job, just to start working on references. So I ended up getting a security job. And just, ah, you know, they get paid every week. I'll just get this little security job. Show my, show my accountability, show my responsibility, and just show up and build a um, build uh, my references up with them. So then the three years that I worked at security, I ended up becoming a supervisor, which is what I am currently. And so I just graduated this June, um, in my, and like I said, my degree is in occupational health and safety. I'm really not in the field at all. Uh, that pertains to my degree, and I want to get out of uh, this security thing and find my way into what I actually have my degree in. Um, I am also a CPR instructor for American Red Cross, which I do as an authorized provider on my own, and that's emergency management as well. Renee, Renee, not- you're blowing my mind with all of the things you've done. You, you like, you could, you could put together like. 50 resumes with all of this. So I'm going to jump in because I, I, I'm just so impressed with your background. But here's the thing that I'm hearing is there is definitely a thread between everything you've done from childcare to security, obviously CPR, and there's this whole safety theme going on. And, and if you're not looking to do the childcare any longer, I think you can really drop that off your resume because you've done so much else since. But this master's in occupational health and safety, this job in security where you clearly did well because you've gotten promoted, now you have leadership leadership skills and people management skills and and so many additional things to add to that that safety thread that goes through all of this that I mean I I have no doubt that you can pull that together in a coherent way and present it to an employer because you've got so many transferable skills that you've gained. And one of the pieces of advice I would give you, because you have so much, and it's a great problem to have, but it's also difficult because you're probably going to need to leave some things off your resume or your LinkedIn profile. Otherwise, it's going to muddy the waters. But that's where a career coach can really help you discern this should stay on and these things are aligned and will speak to the market you're going after. And these things um, will just muddy the waters and, and kind of hide the stuff that an employer really wants to see. So I'm so excited for you because you've got so much that you can build on to get your job. And I have no doubt that you will have lots of opportunities and those references you've built up 
are gold. So hang on to those. They will they will help secure your position. Thank you so much for giving us a call on Career Talk, Renee. We we love to have listeners call in and this is what the show is all about. So we're going to go to Tom in New Jersey. Tom, welcome to Career Talk. How can we help you today? Hey, Dr. Dawn. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm good. What's Listen, your question? Want... Well, actually, I wanted to give you a, a big thank you. Um, oh. you I know the, uh, the topic is kind of being um, stuck in your career, but I actually feel the opposite. Um, I feel uh, limitless and uh, full of potential because um, I started a new position next week. Congrats. That's Yay. awesome. Yay. We love to hear that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, and like I said, I just want to thank you and kind of let all your listeners know that you are just a wealth of good information. Um, and if they follow the show and on Twitter and, and read your emails, there's so much good information out there. And um, you know, they can if they're stuck. That's you know, that's the kind of thing that can help you get unstuck. So tell us what you're going to be doing, Tom. Um, so actually, it's a, it's a similar position um, as I was with my last company, but with uh, with a fantastic company. Um, really, my dream job. Um, it was um, kind of a lateral move in procurement. But um, like I said, it's it's really with, with my dream company. That is awesome. I'm so excited for you. Have you called into the show before? Yeah, I actually called in um, on your first show. Uh, it was uh, something um, that had to do with values. And it was the um, kind of the catalyst for the original move um, to go to a company um, for my first company <clears throat> because uh, my situation had changed. And then recently I went through another um, um, you know, something in my personal life where my values changed again. And that was the catalyst for this uh, latest segue. I'm so excited for you. And guess what? This is, you called in on the first show, and it's so fortunate you called in today because yesterday was Career Talk's one-year anniversary. So you are calling in exactly one year later with such great news, and it makes me feel so good that that you've had such a wonderful experience and I thank you so much for calling. We love, love, love to hear good news. So thank you all the best in your job when you start next week. And um, thank you for listening to Career Talk and giving us a call with the update, Tom. You can reach us. We're here at one eight four four wharton That's 844-942-7866. And I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're on with Job Jenny, but now it's time for our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz? Okay. So, according to one research study, the top three qualities that employers look for before presenting an offer to a candidate include creative thinking at number three, 21%. Initiative at number two at 31%. And the number one was this at 36%. Think you know? According to research, top three qualities employers look for before presenting an offer to a candidate include creative thinking in the third spot, initiative coming in at number two. And what was the number one coming in at 36%? If you know, give us a call at 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM Channel 111. We'll be right back.
You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brand. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. And welcome back to Career Talk. We're on Sirius XM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we are here with Job Jenny today talking about how to get unstuck. So if you've ever felt stuck in a job, maybe you just started and all of a sudden you hate it, or maybe you've been out of the workforce and you feel stuck with getting back into it, well, you are on the right channel because we are taking your calls live throughout the hour. It's Thursday at noon Eastern time. We are here on the phones, one eight four four Wharton. That's eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. But before the break, we had our pre-break quiz. So, according to one research study, the top three qualities that employers look for before presenting an offer to a candidate include creative thinking coming in at number three, twenty-one percent; initiative coming in at number two, thirty-one percent; and the number one was this at. 36%. We're going to go to Emily in New York. Emily, what is your answer? A positive attitude, can-do attitude. You know, that should be the answer. That that should top all the answers. It's not the one in this study, but I totally agree with you. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm going, to keep, I'm going to keep a positive attitude. You keep a positive attitude, yes. Do not <laughs> let anyone get you down, Emily, because I will tell you, you bring that to an interview, you're going to get the offer every time. Thank you for listening to Career Talk. And we're going to go to Keisha in California. Keisha, you've got a quiz guess for us. Good morning. My guess is effective communication skills. You know, that is a fantastic guess, too, because without communication skills, it really doesn't matter how much initiative you take or how much creative thinking you do if you can't communicate it to anyone. But that was not the answer in this study, (laughs) unfortunately. But I I do agree with you. Positive attitude, uh, great communication skills. I am sure they were on the, the study, but that was not the number one answer in this one. But thank you, Keisha. We appreciate you listening to Career Talk. We're taking your calls at one eight four four. Wharton. That's 844-942-7866. So, Job Jenny, do you want to venture a guess? I knew I was going to get called yes, on. Yes, you're going to get called on. You're, <laughs> you're here. We're calling on you. So, I am thinking it may be strong interpersonal skills. I'm taking two guesses. Oh, or that's fine. a collaborative spirit. You know, again... I don't know what companies are thinking these days, but but apparently you don't need positive attitude, collaboration, interpersonal skills, or or, or any of those things because that's not that wasn't the answer in this study. Granted, there's there's probably a lot of answers. Lisa, New Jersey, what what do you think? What's your answer Confidence? to the quiz? Confidence. Um, nope, that wasn't the answer to this quiz, but yes, mm. yet again. And what I love about this segment is that every single person who's called in with an answer, all of those things are important. So if you have them, you were in the interview, you're going to do great. But unfortunately, that was not the answer in this one. Actually, I was the reason I picked this one, because I was kind of surprised at what the answer was in certain ways. Um, so Dion and Michelle, last guesses here. I'm going to say punctuality. Mm. Mm. Nope. That's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just, nope. Important. We've, we've really learned to read your reactions, nope. Don. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess um, inquisitive or curious. So you're asking questions during the interview. 
No, I like that too. Um, so the the interesting thing is that the answer was multitasking skills, which ah. I think is so interesting because there's so many studies that say multitasking is like yeah, yeah. Is so bad. So I I really tried to dig into that and and kind of when you dig into it, it was it was more about agility and adaptability and ability to keep on top of multiple things without needing your hand held. And so when you look at it that way, I do I do believe that that if you're looking at it in a multitasking way of, of being able to do multiple skills, being able to juggle multiple things, being able to really uh, reorganize if needed, if the carpet gets pulled out from under you and and move forward in ambiguity, then if you have those, apparently that's what's going to get you the offer. So if you have it, put it on your resume, put it in your LinkedIn profile and talk about it in the interview. We're going to go to Liz in California. Liz, welcome to Career Talk. How can we help you today? Hi, I um, have been out of the workforce for a long time, for almost 20 years. And I am moving along with one firm in the interview process, and I think I might get the job, but I guess my concern is that it will take me too long to get up to speed, or I don't. maybe it's just because it's been a long time. Okay, so you're interviewing for a job. It's going well. Yes. You think you're going to yes. get the offer. Um, so tell us a little bit about the job. It's a sales and marketing position. Okay. Um, and in a, in a more in a different industry than I've been in in the past, but I um, in a in a more in a science field, and I have not marketed in that arena before or for that arena before, but I am intelligent, so I always think, well, I can figure this out, I can learn it, I can learn anything, but I guess my con or I guess I guess. My concern is I'm just nervous about it. Like, oh, God, am I too old now to be able to pull to do this like I used to be able to do it? Well, we're really glad you called. And thank you for being up front. Nervous is good because that means you're excited and you want to do well. Jenny, what what advice do you have for Liz? First and foremost, bite your tongue. You're not too old for this. Um, I would I would think about so you're at a stage in the conversation right now that you would not be at if the person or people considering you didn't have a certain level of confidence in your your capabilities. And so I would reflect on what about well, you is attractive to them. Um and also be clear up front that you would love um, to get their guidance or their counsel on the best ways in which you can get up to speed. So that's not saying I'm scared that I'm you know not going to learn fast enough. It's being a little bit more proactive about it, but also still getting the message across that you're very mindful that you need to get up to speed. So Liz, is there something really specific that that is is bugging you? Um. No, I guess when I went in, and I'm not quite at the point where they're going to make an offer, but I have met with a few people and, you know, we're going forward. But, you know, I asked for business cards, for example, because that's what we used to do 20 years ago. And um, people don't have them anymore. And I just was like, oh, that's fine. And I just wrote down what I needed to write down. But it, it just 
made me feel like, oh, God, you are, it's a whole new world. Yeah, don't feel bad about that, um, first off, because a lot of people just don't have business cards because they, they forget them and they don't follow my tip to keep them in the back of their phone. But um, here's here's the thing, Liz, and, and I can I can guarantee you this, that six months from now when you're sitting at your desk or, or wherever it is you're sitting, you are going to look back on this and say, holy cow, I can do this. And what I'm going to encourage you to do is think about situations where you were nervous going into it. You you had maybe no idea what you were going to do. You didn't know the people. You had not been in that situation before. And I bet there's a couple that stand out to you where you went in and figured it out. Like you said, you're a smart person. You, of course, will not know things going in. You'll ask a lot of questions. My sense is you know exactly which questions to ask to get the information that you need. And I would I would look at it this way. Um, you will figure it out. Don't, don't, um, don't say no to the job before you get it because the fact is there's only one way to know if you're going to succeed and that's to go all in. And if you're starting to doubt yourself now, it's going to perhaps impact the offer or the negotiation process. And yeah. and I don't want that to happen for you. I want you to say, you know what? I am a capable person. I've raised a family. I've done these jobs before that I didn't know how to do. And I figured it out. And hey, I'm going to figure it out again. And, and yeah, it's going to take me a couple months, but in no time, I'm going to be ruling this place. And I have no doubt that you will. So I totally get the nerves thing. But call us as frequently as you want, because I'm going to give you a pep talk every time. I guarantee it six months in, you're going to, to know everything from where the bathroom is to who the key players are to the org chart to, you know, all of the acronyms that they use, which sounds so foreign right now. And you are going to fit right in. So so look at that six months from now. Take that confidence with you into the final interview process and negotiation and call us back when you are run, running the place, which I have no doubt will be very soon. So Liz, thank you so much for calling Career Talk. We wish you all the best on the final interview and the the starting of this great job. You're going to be awesome. And we look forward to hearing about how awesome you are once uh, once you have a couple months under your belt. So we're taking your calls at 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. So Robert in Illinois, welcome to Career Talk. How can we help you? Yeah, um, so I've just recently moved to Illinois from Utah, and I've switched industries completely, and i am kind of been out of the workforce for six months. I'm having like a really difficult time getting into the industry, which I'm trying to, in IT. One is because Illinois' you know, employment's so high, another one is because I'm still so new. What's any directions I should take to get there? So you mo- why did you move to Illinois, Robert? Uh, my wife and her family be closer. <laughs> okay, so um, you're in IT. How long have you been looking for a job in Illinois? For three months. For three months, and tell us what you've been doing. I've been in, uh, in my entrepreneur, so mainly in trucking, hazardous materials. And you're looking to move from that into IT. Yes. And I've gone to school. I've got a couple certifications, but I'm still I'm on my way to an interview right now. And I was listening to you guys. So I was like, "Hey, this is a good time to call." Oh, awesome! Tell us what you're interviewing for. I love real time. It's just, it's just um, a entry level tier one, but kind of hey. nervous still because I've only done a few interviews. But 
All right. So let's let's we're going to do real time mock interview right here right now, Robert. So if you if you can if you can answer a question on national radio, you're going to nail this interview. So so tell me tell me your strengths as it relates to to this job. Tell me tell me the value you're going to bring to me as an employee if I hire you for this job. Well, I, the good a good attitude, multitasking. There you go. Um, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the multitasking. There it is. There it is. I yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I just I know I'm new to it. That's the whole the whole problem. Like you guys are saying about the link, the language, um, the abbreviations. You know. Forget all that. Forget all that. But Tell they me. invited you in for an interview, right? So they feel that you at least have the baseline. Yeah, of no, what they're looking for. So yeah. absolutely don't be apologetic that you're new to it. It's an entry-level job. Right. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're a quick learner. Talk about things that you've, you've had no experience with and you've learned very quickly. Talk about the value add. So, so in the job you're in now, what, what makes you a rock star? What are you known for? What do, people, what do people say, hey, Robert is the guy for this? Just whatever, anything that needs to be taken care of. So you are the yeah. go-to guy. You're the guy yeah. that gets things done. Hey, I want a go-to guy on my team. I want a guy who doesn't need his handheld. You tell, you know, give me the goal. I will find a way to do it. I will figure it out. I'm your guy. Tell us, tell us what else. These are good things. Um, that's yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I'm not very good at communicating. You know, certain things, but. So you're the go-to guy. You're uh, right. do you, I mean are you are you punctual? To Dion's yeah. point. There yeah. you go. You're you're reliable. You're going to be here. You're going to give it your all. You're excited about this opportunity. It's really really important to show you're excited. And the other thing I want to know is why why IT? Robert, why why do I've you want to I've always wanna... had an interest for it. I think it's I've always had fun with it. So So you do it on your own time. So you're is it's like a hobby for you? Yeah. So yeah, I think that's important to convey too that you know what technology just oozes out of my pores. I've I you know any opportunity I get to be involved with technology, I am there. I'm doing it, and I'm so excited to make a career out of that because I I know I can take those skills and bring it to your company and do X. And I'm the get it done guy. So in addition to all that, like you give it to me, I can figure it out. And I'm going to, you know, that's the kind of stuff you want to bring to this interview is is that confidence. Because let go of the fact you don't have the acronyms. Let go of the fact that you, you haven't done it before. They, that's not something you want to convey in the interview because they don't care about that. What I care about is, hey, Robert, if I make you this offer, are you going to come in and figure it out and show up and get it done and not be a pain in the butt because you need me every 10 seconds to tell you what to do. That's what I want to know, that you are going to be the go-to guy. I can give it to you, and I don't have to think about it again. If you can convince me that I can give it to you and I don't have to think about it again, I'm going to hire you. So, Robert, uh-huh. best of luck in this interview. You are going to rock it. Don't forget, you have these awesome skills that they want. You're the get it done guy. You're the guy who loves technology. It's coming out your pores and you are ready to give that gift to them. Go get them, Robert. We're excited for you. So give us a call back and let us know how it goes. We're at one eight four four wharton It's 844-942-7866. So Brenda in New Jersey, how can we help you today? Welcome to Career Talk. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Um, 
real, real quick, I was a scientist for 16 years, and then I went into pharmaceutical sales for going on 20. And I had this discussion last night with my husband. I'm like, should I just look into something else? I, I'm kind of burnt out in pharmaceuticals after 35 years, and I'm not ready to retire. But I don't know how to get unstuck, as uh, your show is on, on making that move to maybe an entire new industry? Such a good question, Brenda. And I have no doubt that many, many listeners of Career Talk are thinking, yes, yes, that's me. That's me. So let's talk about what you know. You you feel burnt out. So what are you ready to let go of? What do you not want to do anymore? I think I don't want to be in pharmaceutical. Okay. I think I don't, I don't want to be in a regulated industry. Ah, don't want to be in regulated industry. And what about what you do day to day? Do you do you enjoy it? Do you not enjoy it? Um, I enjoy sales. I, I don't. The pharmaceutical industry has changed, and a relationship type sale has kind of gone away. Um, and I I don't enjoy just feeling used. I I enjoyed that feeling of having a relationship, being able to show quality. And getting a sale that way, um, I, I call on the scientists, not doctors. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different sale. It's not a pharmaceutical um, doctor kind of sale. So, I mean, I enjoy sales. I just don't seem to enjoy the industry anymore. Yeah, and that's a good clarification because I think you really, before you move to wherever you're going, you need to understand what, what you're kind of done with. Um, Jenny, what advice do you have for Brenda? Well, certainly a good idea is to think about, is there anything that sits adjacent to, clearly you have a thread here, scientist to pharmaceutical sales. So you've got that scientific thread going through what you've done over the years. So now you want to get out of the regulated part of what you've been doing. What maybe sits adjacent to where you have all of this career capital already that will get you away from the regulation part of the job that you don't love, but take full advantage of all of this career capital that you've built up over the years? So maybe it's some kind of partner that you've worked with that's that's not a pharmaceutical company or something in healthcare that maybe is less regulated like drugs would be, but but a company that would value that you've got all of this experience and knowledge that you do because it'll come right in handy and make you a, a, a stronger competitor compared to people that you're neck and neck with that don't have that career path that you've got. And so, yeah, I, I think one of the problems is, and, and it would never come out in an interview, but being 50, um, going on 58, um, I, I found that it's, I feel that it's been sort of um, a stop from a few interviews I've been on in an area that's not as pharmaceutical. You know, and that's a really good point, Brenda. And that was that was kind of on my list of, of topics to bring up is stuck that the, there's this age bias. And I, I think it's unfortunate, but it's very 
real and I think it's something that has to be paid attention to. One of the things that you talked about, Brenda, that I that I circled was that this relationship idea, the relationship piece seemed to be a very critical part to you. And um, I'm not sure how you're getting the interviews if you're going um, through networking and things of that nature. But I have a feeling that the background that you have being understanding science, understanding regulations, but also having that piece where you're able to build, establish, and and maintain relationships is a very unique combination of skills. And while I think it would definitely be a longer conversation to get to the, well, here's the industry you need to be in, I, I think you need to pay attention to that because that that unique skill set is going to be, in my opinion, what, what your next role is going to be. And I would very much encourage you to speak with a career coach. And if you're looking for somebody, I know somebody who specializes in exactly where you are in terms of, okay, I've done this for 35 years. I'm burnt out and I want to do something new. And if you want to give your contact information to Michelle, I'd be happy to refer you to that team because they're awesome and they have so many great ideas. So Brenda, thank you so much for giving us a call on Career Talk. We want you all to be unstuck. And that is why we are here each week, each Thursday live at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. But there's lots of other places that you can reach us. Twitter at BizRadio111. You can reach me at Dr. Don Graham. You can also visit my website, Dawn on Careers, where I send out a weekly blog on all kinds of great career topics. Jenny, this has been an awesome, awesome show. The time has flown by, as always. So we are coming to an end. If you can quickly tell people where they can reach you, if they would like more information, that would be awesome. I would love to. I am at jobjenny.com. You can also find me on Twitter at jobjenny. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. We know it's early out there on the West Coast. We really appreciate it. I also want to thank all of our listeners and especially our callers. This show is all about you each week and we want you to feel unstuck. We want you to feel like you have options. So if you're on the way to an interview, call us. If if you're feeling stuck, call us. You're questions no doubt help help countless others so thank you for listening to career talk each week so i want to thank michelle and dion as always the dream team which makes this even more fun for me each week and we will catch you next thursday you're listening to career talk i'm your host dr don graham and we are on sirius xm channel 111